So this is a Deanna Troy episode, and I don't think we've had one of these for a bit. Uh, so I think it might be a good time to whip out the old uh, Modiphius Star Trek Adventures uh, source book to kind of talk yeah, about, like... this would be an interesting one, I think. What is Deanna Troy's uh, stats and such? Yeah. So uh, she is a Betazoid and a human. Her values are my Imzadi will. Uh, so she loves Riker, I guess. Mother issues. Uh, whenever possible, talk it out. And I can tell when you're lying. Which is true. We, that, we, we, yeah, we, that's a... We see, we see her be able like to tell when someone's lying in this, in this episode. Role playing, yeah. So let's see. Her attributes, which are usually like from uh, 7 or 8 to 12. Uh, she's got a 9 in control, an 8 in fitness. Seems kind of rude. Considering that we, she's like the, one of the only people we see in TNG actually working out, you know? Yeah, she, uh, a couple times, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 10 in presence. Eight in daring, she's pretty daring that's in this episode. That's also, we have. yeah, that yeah. seems unfair. Yeah, uh, twelve in insight, which makes sense. Sure. And nine in reason. Um, so just a little, little on the low side, which I think is maybe not quite fair. But um, yeah, I wonder if it's the kind of thing where like you have to balance out the like you clearly you're going to give her a twelve in insight, and then you have to like balance it out somewhere. Yeah, because she's she's facing she's on the page facing Riker on here, and Riker doesn't have any twelves. Um, so yeah, uh, so her disciplines, uh, which which are uh, ranking of one to one to five, she's got a four in command, a one in security. That seems right. Uh, three in science, three in con, one in engineering, and four in medicine. That seems that seems pretty good. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense, I guess. And then her focuses are cultural studies, diplomacy, persuasion, psychiatry, psychology, and Romulan engineering. What? Uh, like I, because of this episode? Or I don't know. That's. I mean, I guess she does get some. She gets a couple of like tips in Romulan engineering in this yeah, episode. I, don't know I suppose that she really like digs around in what makes the ship work, though. Yeah, but that guy Nevik or whatever his name is, he does explain to her like, well, this is how the cloaking system works. This is how like you can use a phaser to shoot people through a transporter beam. You know. I guess. Um, all right, so let's see. Her talents are cautious, which lets her uh, spend like the momentum currency to reroll uh, d20s. She ca- she has diffused attention, which is whenever you attempt a task to persuade someone not to resort to violence, you can add a bonus d20 to your dice pool. That's cool. Wow, that's pretty. She's got studious, which lets her ask additional questions when you she's do- using the obtain information action. And then her biggest thing here, she's got something called empath, which is she can sense the emotions of most living beings, can communicate telepathically with other empaths and telepaths. You cannot choose not to sense the emotions of those nearby, except for those who are resistant to telepathy. Um, yeah, so she can do some some mind reading. That'd be a pretty useful skill in this. I wonder I wonder how that works with, with betas. I, I, I would be curious to like look at the actual... Sourcebook for this and see if oh like if you make a Betazoid character yeah how does do that work yeah go through like knowing what all of the NPCs are thinking all the time yeah because like you can't make so, so these source books sometimes will let you make a character that's a race that isn't in the main book so like for example on DS Nine you can make a Frangi there or a Cardassian in this one oh, you can okay. make can you can make a Soon type android but you can't make a Betazoid here so I'm wondering if you can make one in like the main thing or whether that's yeah. Too, too OP, but 
anyway yeah, that's Sienna. I guess even like a Vulcan yeah. like a Vulcan like you could probably be a Vulcan because you, you have to like do a physical mind meld to like read people's minds but yeah I guess Betazoids can just kind of like know what people are thinking yeah uh, so yeah that's um, that's Deanna and uh, a, a character that's that's um, often underserved on TNG but I think she has a pretty good episode yeah. here we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, a show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today we're, we're talking about Face of the Enemy, which is TNG, Season 6, Episode 14. Uh, the Memory Alpha description of it is, Troy is captured and forced to masquerade as a Romulan intelligence officer in a plot to aid the defection of several high-ranking Romulan officials. This uh, episode was written by Naran Shankar and Renee Echevarria, and it was directed by Gabrielle Beaumont. I thought this episode was pretty good. I had no memory of what happened in it at all. Um, so I was really yeah, like I, watching along, just being like, what's going to happen? I, I would say the same thing. I feel like I, like I remembered there being like one where Troy was like forced to pretend to be a Romulan. But yeah, I didn't remember how it, like, how it played out. And I feel like I remembered it like I, I don't think I expected it to be very good. Going in, yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. Same, same. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like it was like better than I was like afraid it was gonna be. Well, I think I think I was confusing it with because I think we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording that like this is part of like a weird subgenre of Star Trek of characters are surgically altered to look like other aliens. Yeah. So you because you've got this, you've got what's his name in Trouble with Troubles. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. You've got uh, Ash Tyler, of course, and then I think the reason why I was not thinking this episode was going to be very good is because I think I was confusing it with an episode that I don't like very much in DS9, where Kira becomes a Cardassian. Yeah, and isn't part of the plot of that though that like they try to convince her that she actually is Cardassian, or like yes, they try to convince her that she that she's a Cardassian that got surgically altered to be a Bajoran. Um, Okay, and then they have like turned her back into. Yeah, and they turned her back into a Cardassian, yeah, yeah. Um, which she doesn't quite fall for. But uh, well, I guess then there's Seska too, is also right. Yeah, Seska that is altered to look like a Bajoran. That's right. Yeah, so it's it's a common, a not not uncommon thing to have happen in, in this, and and only in Ash Tyler's case does it hurt terribly badly. And yeah, apparently you know. it's technology that they perfected at some point between. Uh, well, but. Between yeah, in the ten years between Ash Tyler and um, what's that guy's name? Is it like something Waddle? Is I'm that what it is? I'm thinking of Barry Waddle, but I think, I think that's his name in when he comes back. In, oh, um, in Trials and Tribulations. In, yeah, maybe it's still Barry Waddle in. Uh, I think it's something else in Trouble with Triples, though. I I think we must both know Barry Waddle because I think that's the name of the that's card. That's his card in, in in timelines, yeah. In timelines, yeah. Which is a uh, game which we haven't played that game now in like like two years or something. I like know. It, but Arn Darvin, Arn Darvin is his. Uh, oh yeah, Arn Darvin. That's right. On, we'll talk about it in the next episode. But there was definitely I had a moment, a timelines moment in the next episode too, and I'm guessing you probably did as well. But uh, yeah, we're gonna cover anyway. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so this is like a common thing, but yeah, this is a good episode. I not a hundred percent on board with like the very end of it, but um, a fun one overall. Um, In- interesting. That's that's interesting. That like I I had a very. I mean, I guess we'll see what 
what you have to say about that. But yeah, that I also had a thing at like the very very end. So yeah, well, let's, why don't you take us in? Uh, this is what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So so the episode starts the little like kind of cold open before the the opening credits is that Deanna Troy uh, like wakes up in you know a dark room and you can hear her voice and it's clearly her and she's like telling the computer to turn the lights on and nothing's happening and she kind of like stumbles up into the room and goes over to a mirror and like flips on a light switch and has this like moment of shock because she's been turned into like she's wearing the uniform and and like facially like altered to look like a romulan and her haircut she, like, too. gasps and we're like dun 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 and then we go into this was kind of funny because um so I watched the Blu-ray, and I, I think that the version that's on Paramount Plus, which is I'm assuming where you watched it, is also like the remastered version of it. And I think it's one it of those is. things. Yeah, I think we. And it's one of those things where it's like the first time I watched the show, I watched it on Netflix, which I'm guessing is probably more similar to like the picture quality that people would have watched it at see the, it on television yeah. at the time. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like. The whole time, it's obvious that she is a Romulan. Like, like, like when you when you're watching it, like in high def or whatever. Like, it, it's yeah. It's like there's like enough li- light, and like you can see sort of like the silhouette, and it's just like oh, like she's yeah, yeah. She's she's got the the eyebrows. She's got the she's got the, the haircut. She's yeah. you know, it's a like clear clearly she's a Romulan the entire time. And I was like, just like I wonder if that was more of a surprise back in in the day, you know, like yeah. Uh, but it was just kind of funny. Yeah, because, yeah, it is one of the things where, like, once you know it, it's just like, okay, why are we drawing? Like, it's, it's, it's very long. Yeah, it's like 30 seconds of her just being like, ah, oh, you know. Like fumbling like, around in the dark. Yeah. Being, like, sort of saying enough things to be able to, so that you're sure it's Deanna Troy. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did I did think to myself while I was watching this is that, like, why did none of the other Romulans ever be like, why is there this one Romulan who's got, like, an Israeli accent? Like, because <laughs> right. she still talks like her, like you know. Yeah, like, and everyone uh, else is kind of like f- vaguely British, I guess. Yeah, well, they, well, definitely. Like, I mean, uh, the the captain, the captain is definitely British. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone, everyone else is like kind of talking that very like kind of like arch severe Romulan voice, you know. Yeah, and she's maybe there's like a you know subcontinent somewhere on Romulus with different dialects that yeah just happen to sound well, and I guess like. Who knows how the like universal translator is is sending it to them? Maybe they're hearing it differently. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's a good yeah. point. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, okay. But yeah, and so so like a Romulan officer like comes into her quarters and like very kind of brusquely exp- explains like, sorry, there was no time to you know like talk to you about it before, but we we kidnapped you and. Like you, you were at some. She was at some like, you know, conference or something, which explains why like no one on the Enterprise is wondering why she's gone. Yeah. Um, and they kidnapped her and like surgically altered her to look like a Romulan because they were like, we needed you know like a spy or like a, you know, someone to pretend to be part of the the Tal Shiar, who's like kind of the Romulan like secret police basically. Mm-hmm. Um. And but it had to also be like a Starfleet officer for reasons. And so like we picked you and here you are and like you have to like now immediately like go to the bridge and tell the captain to you know, take the ship to this one planet. Um Yeah. 
It's like it's like the Rymelan CIA. It's they're like the Rymelan like Section Thirty One, basically. Yeah, I think this is a, this might actually be like the first episode that they're mentioned in. Oh really? I'll like, look that like up. Establishes like who they are because yeah, because basically, and the the guy I should have looked up his name, um, but the the Romulan officer who's like kind of her handler or like is working with her and telling her what's going on is like very very bad at like giving her any sort of useful information yeah he's kind of he kind of sucks he's like there's no time go tell the captain this thing and he's like she's like where why who you're right this was this is the first episode of the tell shower interesting um uh but yeah and so so she goes to the bridge and uh a lot of the episodes is sort of this conflict between her and the captain who's named Toreth, who is this kind of old soldier who's been the captain of the ship but that like doesn't like the Tal Shiar but also like basically all Romulans know that like if you don't you know the Tal Shiar kind of have this sort of like overriding authority that like you have to do what they say or else you'll just kind of like disappear and be punished by the like secret police well she really doesn't like the Tal Shiar because the Tal Shiar killed her dad yeah um was I alone? Did you feel really bad for her the entire time? Yes. I, I thought this was actually, like, a really interesting and, like, pretty well executed, for the most part, thing that yeah. they did. Where, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're obviously, like, you're rooting for Troy because she's, like, the hero and you know that she's the good one. Mm-hmm. But, like, the sort of side that she's being forced to pretend to take for most of it is the, like, more, like kind of the worst side yeah and she, she's like demanding that Toroth do all this stupid unwise stuff that yeah. is like that is like not only is it like dumb but also it's like Toroth doesn't want to do it because like it's confrontational like basically like they're risking war with the federation and she's like i don't want to do that yeah she's like you know fly into federation space and Toroth is just like that's <laughs> stupid and like we could get like start a war yeah, and he's like, just do it. I'm like, well, I feel bad. Like, like she's yeah. she's right, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, and I think that's. I hope it's done on purpose because, yeah, I think it it is a very interesting that like she is kind of this like noble, and because she talks about, you know, how like, you know, because she she kind of was trained in like the military and just like is just they kind of do this whole like well she's just like following orders and like trying to do what's best for like herself and her crew, and is like being given all these orders by like politicians and the cia and like people who don't know what it's like to like actually be like on the ships be the ones like fighting and dying because she like the the line she gives kind of like at the very end when or like near the end when troy kind of forces them to like take kind of more and more extreme measures is she says something along the lines of, like, people always blame, like, history blames the military for, like, the wars that we kind of get forced to fight, but, like, it's people like you that are actually, like, the ones that make us do it. And, like, yeah. it's, you know, it's really the fault of, like, people like you, and we're all just kind of, like, just fall. I mean, I, I think that's true. I think that doesn't really absolve the military either, but 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 sure, she's, also, yeah. she's also right, you know. But, like yeah, she, I think they kind of try to give her a sense of, like, nobility, and, like, she's just trying to do the best thing she can. Yeah, um, I, I, um, yeah, I, and, and doubly, it's, it, they killed her dad, like, just so it's yeah. also painful, because it's, like, not only does she have, like, kind of her, like, 
philosophical disagreements with this, but it's like she's also having to like take all this from like someone who just like you know and, and to to and to maintain cover. Uh, Troy has to be really mean to her. Like she basically like well, she she says like yeah you killed my dad. Troy has to be like well I'm sure your dad deserved yeah, he, it. He must have been <laughs> a traitor then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like it's it's tough stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So I think I like it is, that a it lot. is a yeah. very interesting thing that they do, where like, yeah, of like forcing Troy to like the character that you like like and are rooting for is like taking the sort of more reprehensible side, or like having to pretend to. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know that. Like, I wish they gave this, and this is, I guess, my thing that like even at the end, like I wish they gave her character a little bit more like ability to kind of be introspective about that like you know that she she kind of never gets like a scene where she like at the end like i feel like there's a lot of characters in star trek episodes where like at the end they would like sit down and be like wow it like really was hard to like pretend to be a space fascist and like but i like tapped into things in myself that i didn't realize like I didn't realize it would come as easily to me as it did, and like that kind of worries me about myself, or like anything like well, you, that. You look at like even even like the last episode that we covered, the, the Darmok. Like there is a scene at the end where Picard gets yeah. to be like, "This is what it meant," you know, and yeah, and, and like the scene at the end of this one is like, "Well, we sure helped a lot of people by doing that," and like it's too bad that one Romulan guy had to die, and then like Troy gets to kind of like look troubled, but like not actually really. Again, like I think Marina Sirtis is doing as much as she can to like, yeah, act all of these emotions non-verbally. But like, I I do kind of wish that she was given a few lines to kind of more like explicitly say what that this was like for her character to go through. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I I don't I don't like about this episode. The end of it is is that like the only only thing she does get to say is basically she gets to like talk about how like Navek was like a hero and like to me like Navek yeah. is kind of like the villain of the episode <laughs> like yeah i i mean i spent i feel like most of the episode expecting him to turn like full villain like be like yeah this is all actually a trick by this guy he's a bad he's a bad person like like yeah. we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about it more like uh as, as we get into it i think but yeah that i think that like the ending of it like kind of being like oh he sacrificed stuff i think rang, rang a little bit like incorrect for to me you know yeah i i wish that the ending had been more about troy and less about like ah the noble sacrifice of this jerk Mm -hmm. um so what what essentially he ends up i guess like over time revealing to her is the plan is that there's a like a high up official in the romulan government that wants to defect to the federation and so, like, he's in stasis in, like, this cargo container on the ship. And so the plan is to, like, deliver those this cargo to some, like, kind of random, like, go-between that will then take him to the Federation. Um, well, and, this is, and this is a Spock plan, or at least, like, at some point, like, this originated from Spock, who we know from the reunification episodes, is, like, working undercover, basically, in Romulus to try to, like... And like the big gov- like the kind of the the evil government there, and like even yeah. potentially rejoin the Rhinelands and the Vulcans together. So meanwhile, on the Enterprise, kind of we open on them with this guy. Is he like? Is he like just in this episode, or is there some? He's presented like there's some history we should know. He's, about he's just in this like. episode. This I love this guy though. Like I think he's great. Like uh, his name is Deseva. Um, yeah. And he's played by uh, Barry Lynch, and I love him. Um, 
Because he's just like a human who defected to Romulus and then like basically was like, I don't like it anymore here. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and like escaped back to. And yeah, they, they mentioned like, like before he, he arrives that like he has been on the kind of like a derelict like escape ship for like a long time. And so you get he gets back and he's like clearly a human, but he has like he has, he like, has a haircut. Yeah, he has a Romulan haircut, but, like, because it's been a long time that he's just been, like, kind of marooned, like, his hair is kind of, like, growing out, so it's not really, like, an actual, like, nice Romulan haircut anymore. It's, like, clearly, like, he's, he's, it's it's, it's just been, like, too long since he's been to, like, a Romulan barber, you know? Uh-huh. And, and also, he's, like, he's wearing, like, he just, he, looks, he looks very doofy the entire time when I kind of love him. Yeah, like, he, he really does. He, he gets, he gets there, and he's wearing, like, he's wearing the Romulan uniform, and then Riker is, like, take that off, like... You're disgusting. You 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 defected. You know, and yeah. so but he he looks very funny in the Romulan uniform. But then they give him this thing, which I'm not sure if this is on purpose or not. I hope it is. But like, it's kind of too small for him. And I think you could make the argument that it's on purpose because it's like, you know, they just had to like find some clothes for him. And so he just kind of looks very like schlubby. And then also, I don't know if you notice this, but he has like a huge bulge like depending on like where the way he's standing like like because it's like kind of like a unitard thing almost that he's wearing he's got like a giant bulge um in some of the shots uh i did not pick that up that's that's hilarious yeah it's really fun and like i just and like he kind of like is just like keeps on being like but i don't know like like yeah he's just asking questions hanging around like this is what they told me i yeah i love this guy i i think he's so good yeah yeah, because he, he basically, yeah, he had, he had defected to, like, he was a human that, that went to join the Romulans because he, like, at one point he's, like, talking to Picard, and Picard's asking, like, why'd you do it? And he was just like, you know, like, when I was younger, I just wanted the, like, you know, they have such a, like, kind of sureness and, like, moral, like... Moral certitude, yeah. Certainty, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, like, appealed to me, and then eventually I realized that, like, Life's more really complicated. Work. Like life's more complex, and I like yeah. fascism really didn't work for me. Yeah, um, which is like I don't know, like yeah, like fair, like 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 that's yeah. you know, like it. Yeah, it, it definitely like there there. I, I could see that resonating. Um, yeah, like like he is trying to do the right thing, even if he's kind of like a a goober, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and he's basically the, like I I got a message from. And and they they kind of later like because he says like I have like a message from a master Spock that like we're supposed to go to this planet and basically they're supposed to kind of make the pickup uh, from this freighter that the Romulan ship is supposed to deliver the the government officer to, um, and then but but then when it kind of like doesn't work out they're just like and you said Spock tell you that and he's like well no but like the guy that told me told him that Spock told him yeah and so. I I wonder yeah, if like they, especially Riker I feel like is just like very fed up with this guy him well he, yeah him and and Worf Worf like just basically wants to like throw him off the ship like the entire time yeah yeah well and, which is like I feel like in character like Worf hates Romulans yeah type of thing but yeah yeah I can't wait I can't wait to watch the episode of of TNG where Worf just like lets a Romulan die <laughs> because with because you know he won't donate his blood. I I do wonder, I wonder if, like, because there's a couple different times where they kind of be like, they kind of say, like, Spock is involved with this, but then, like, it seems like they kind of are like, he's he's involved, like, several layers ago, where it's like, it, I, I do a little yeah. bit wonder if that's them trying to be, like, giving Spock some 
plausible deniability as to like the less ethically viable parts of the plan because there are some definitely are there definitely are some yeah well that's uh, and that's part of why i like kept expecting there to be like another kind of turn where it's just like oh this is actually right this is actually like we're actually kidnapping someone like it's actually like a bad plan Mm -hmm. that that they've all been like tricked into thinking it's something spock wanted to do um but but yeah it turns out like this is actually like they just do the thing but yeah and well, so, it, it definitely is a bad plan but no, like not like a bad plan like yes it is a bad plan but the, the, that it's like a that like it's actually like a villainous plan of some sort sure, right? sure like the yeah. that Nevek is is actually like a bad like the bad guy and like is tricking them all into you know has like kind of passed this this like bad information to try to like get everyone to and is actually trying to like start a war by having the enterprise attack this ship or whatever yeah and, and i will say too like Nivek, even though i think that Nivek is not a good person i also think that uh scott mcdonald who plays him also does a good job like i think he's it's yeah. like, that's like a, a nice performance too yeah because i think what they end up going with with him is it's just like he is still very romulan like he's on the right side, but he still kind of like approaches things with the Romulan degree of like distrust and like kind of you know like recklessness and sinisterness, I guess. Even though he's like trying to do the right thing. Yeah, uh, he's he's the Scott McDonald has been on several episodes of um, oh, of really? Star Trek, and his most I think his most uh, he he has a recurring role in Enterprise, I guess, as um, uh, Zindi. So oh, interesting. We'll run into him more often, I think. But yeah, and so the Romulan ship shows up at, at this system and meets up with this freighter that's just like, okay, we're going to like pick up your cargo. And Troy can tell that like the the captain of the freighter is like being like shifty and dishonest and like isn't actually going to like do what he had agreed to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and so Nevek just like immediately blows them up. <laughs> and then says, she, do- she told me to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then like blames it on Troy, um, which and and we like get we never get any more about like that like what his plan was or like did he, that well, I think, like oh yeah well like it he could have like blown the whole thing. Well, yeah, so. I think what he's saying is that he's he just kind of was like well I panicked and like yeah they needed to go somewhere and so like the only thing I could do to avoid us us like blowing our cover was to was to blow up the ship. Yeah. I think like that's, yeah. I I I feel like we're getting into it now, but like he, even though he's not part of the Tal Shiar, like he kind of has like this very like kind of to me like a very like kind of spy agency like mm-hmm. look. Well, sometimes you need to make sacrifices, yeah, to yeah, get like, things done, but like, but yeah. not me though. You know, like, like not me because like at the end when like Troy says he sacrificed himself, he didn't really like. He just like as soon as you know, stuff went sideways. He just got shot. Like, it wasn't like he was like, he didn't have an opportunity to like, to not sacrifice himself. You know what I mean? He just, like, yeah, he just got killed. He was just like, okay, well like you go, you know, you escape and I'll like stay here and hold them off or whatever. Yeah. He just, like, yeah. He just happened to be the first one they shot at. Yeah. He just immediately gets murdered. And, and she kind of does point this out to him. Like earlier in the episode, she's like, look, you're just afraid of doing this. Just now that things are getting a little bit dangerous for you, you know, but like he says, like yeah. we, we murdered the person who, 
who you replaced. Yeah. And like he's willing to kill these people. I think he says like one other. He, he says like other times like the other people have had to die for this. Then yeah, like these aren't like the first people or the last people that are going to die for this to happen. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't. I to me it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that Spock would really be like going for. You know, like this. This seems like a Navek yeah, I, a Navek uh, original. And yeah, yeah, like the the. It's interesting because I I like I like that kind of thing, and I I almost wonder if like at the end. If I'm being charitable to the episode, like maybe maybe that kind of scene of like Troy looking troubled is her being like, "Well, I feel bad that this guy died, and so I will, I will kind of like have him name be record entered in the record." But like, you know, he did do some like pretty bad stuff. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I again, like I yeah, I feel like you could project a lot of things on her looking troubled, but I'm afraid that like probably what they were going for was just like yes it like really is too bad that that someone had to die yeah um when in fact like because of just that whole thing where like named characters that appear on screen have like more valuable lives than like all of the people who died off screen yeah that you're just like but yeah if you think about it you're just like well like yeah this guy kind of sucked and like in fact a whole bunch of people died that like he was per- apparently okay with so like why don't we care as much about all the other people that died like was it really worth it but yeah i don't know that that degree of depth is ever really gone into yeah and i think that's that's my problem with the episode ultimately is that like i think if the episode had kind of been a little bit more like this was like a bad plan that wasn't worth it you know because like i think that's because it does seem yeah. like that's kind of the direction it's going in because it's like they had to kidnap her to because at the very beginning i was like why did they kidnap her like she probably just would have helped out spock anyway but then like as the episode like plays out i'm like oh well yeah they had to clean up because this plan sucks and it involves a lot of people getting killed yeah you know there's no way she would have like yeah and again it's one of those things where I, I highly doubt that spock would be like oh yeah i kidnapped this woman you know like that's, that doesn't seem like his right. style you know yeah and like murder someone else for her to take her place too yeah right it, it, it does it does kind of feel like at the end there's a little bit of like a cop-out where you're kind of like Oh yeah, like I think the way to really like put a button on this would be kind of to talk about like the idea of like acceptable casualties and collateral damage and stuff, and then they're kind of like, oh yeah, no, like yeah, he was really trying we, we something. We did a great thing today. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, and I think you could almost do it honestly because it's like it's fine if Picard says that to her, and then if she then has to kind of be like, was this a good idea? But like, yeah, I, I don't think that. I certainly can't read anything definitive on, like, her features at the end, you know? Like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's... Th- and again, like, it's it's hardly the most egregious sort of misservice of a, like, female star of this era of Star Trek. But yeah, I wish they had given her... Like, that they had written more for her to, like, kind of dig into. Yeah, which is, you know, I will say that, like, generally speaking, I think she's good in this episode. Like, she, I, Yeah, I think like, she does very good and, like, plays the... Yeah, that kind of like having to pretend to be the like cruel Tal Shiar. Yeah, you could tell she really does not want to do it. You know, like she's she's like obviously like feels very conflicted and like bad about having to do this, and you can kind of see her being like, yeah, being like sometimes like, okay, I ha- I have to I have to act mean now. You know, like um, yeah, and you can see her kind of like improvising too, like where she has to. You know, at the end where she basically has to, like, commandeer the ship. Yeah, at one point she just, like, places the captain under arrest and is just like, I'm in charge of the ship now. And, like, if any of you try to stop me, like, your families will... I'll kill all your families, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so hardcore. Yeah, which is, like, 
because they're what Navek tells her is like, okay, well, the backup plan is to like fly this ship into Federation space and like give the cargo directly to like a Federation starbase, and like you have to sort of use your like. Apparently, that's the reason they need they needed it to be a Starfleet officer to be the mole, right? Is because they would have to like use their access codes to get through like the the perimeter, and. They're about to do that, and then the Enterprise shows up because they're trying to like investigate where is this ship that they were supposed to be meeting. Um, and so the Romulan ship cloaks, and she sort of figures out, or she like makes Navek like, is there any way that we can sort of like send some sort of signal or like let the Enterprise know that we're here? And so they rig something in engineering where they're like very like briefly releasing like a little bit of energy that lets mm-hmm. the enterprise kind of track them and then the captain like figures out that the enterprise knows where they like that the enterprise is sort of following them and tries to like bluff them into like proving that they know where they are so she like sort of like like basically like tries to ram or like looks like they're going to ram the enterprise yeah she plays well, chicken with them basically yeah and she's like well if the enterprise moves then we'll know that they are able to see through our cloak and they know we're here and then we have to like attack and destroy them. It's very, it reminded me a lot of like, of, uh, what's the first Roman episode of TOS? Uh, Oh, uh, balance of terror. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of balance of terror or, or, or like wrath of Khan, like the end of wrath of Khan where it's like like submarine warfare type. Yeah. It felt very similar to that. So good. Yeah. I watched that one when, when we were watching strange new worlds and we watched like the remake of that episode that they did. Mm-hmm. I like went back and watched Balance of Terror, and I was just like, "This is just a really good episode." Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, it is that kind of. And then, so yeah, so then they're like about to attack the Enterprise, and that's when I think Deanna Troy like commandeers the ship and tries to like hail them, and clearly like everyone on the Enterprise knows that it's her, and so they're like, "Well, what's?" They're trying to figure out what's going on, and so they, so then she shoots at the Enterprise with a phaser that, like, doesn't damage them, but somehow they, like, carry the transporter signals for those, the diplomat in the phaser beam. Yeah. And then, doing that, like, the Romulans figure out, like, oh, this is all a trick. Like, she's a traitor. They shoot Navek. And then, like, they start to cloak, but because they have to drop their shields to cloak, there's, like, a split second where the Enterprise is able to, like, beam Deanna back onto the ship. I do always find it so jarring when someone gets shot with a disruptor on the show where they just, like, evaporate, like, like, as fully as, they, to exist. as they, like, scream in, ta- in pain. Like, it's, yeah. it's always just a little bit, like, disconcerting. <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, one other, like, little issue I have at the end is that, like, when did they talk about the... Maybe I missed it, but, like... Like when did they talk about the transporter beam thing? Did they have? Did they talk about that like before? I agree. No, I don't like think how did they? Did. I thought the same. How did they thing know to do it's that? Just like it's, it's like they had. Like it seems like something they had like planned and worked out. Yeah. When it happens, but like there was never any like like her and Navek never communicated about that. She just like told him to shoot at the Enterprise, and he for, somehow like knew what she meant, or like if she did it when she was like at the controls or yeah i agree like i i did, didn't figure out like when they did that yeah <laughs> when they set that up 
Yeah, that's a little bit of like a. You could have fixed that too. You could have, you could have mentioned it because he says like the engineer on the ship is a, is a sympathizer. Yeah, like, you know, like yeah. they they could have figured out a way to work it a little bit better. But anyway. yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted it to like be a surprise to the audience too when it happened. But. Yeah, but I feel like you could have figured out a way to telegraph that without actually saying it. You know what I mean? Like, like because otherwise it's just like I didn't even know that tr- that you could do that. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't know you could yeah. shoot someone with a, with a phaser yeah, and it could be a transporter beam. It just kind of seems... It's like that thing where, like, suddenly... Oh, you know, I just realized I was calling the people in the last episode LRians, but that's what... That's what Guinan is. Guinan right? is, yeah. But, like, yeah. it's like that thing in Picard where suddenly Picard is like, well, I know that LRians get time sick if things are messed up. And it's like, well, you're just saying that. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> any anything, you can say anything. Like, you know, you have to figure out a way to, like, work it in more naturally for it to not sound like just like your trick to get out of the situation, you know? Sure. But anyway. yeah, like establish it at some other point. Yeah. Earlier in the episode or that set yeah. it up or yeah. Anyway. Um, be like, well, that's how we got you here from the conference was we shot you in a transport in a phaser beam. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But yeah, like I guess you, you wouldn't even necessarily have to like say the the actual thing, but you could just be like, there's a, I, th- I still think there's a way you could do it. Yeah, but have some sort of, like, something to, like, like some other... Because I feel like we see every time that the two of them are talking to each other, either. Like, there's no yeah. sort of period of time where they could have made this plan. Where, you, yeah, you should have at least had some sort of, like, like all right, here's what we're going to do, and then you cut away, or something like that. Or, yeah, I, I'm not... I guess, like, I'm just saying, like, you could... There's a way where you could, like, talk about, like that you could do this in a way that isn't explicitly saying it. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not saying that like you need to like have a thing where it's like, here, we're going to do. And then like it cuts, like it, it can be more, I think there is a way to do it more elegantly than just being like, Oh, we did that. We did a new thing. Cause otherwise the solution is basically just the same thing that we always complain about where it's just like the solution is like, we did a science, you know, yeah. like, which like, I think there has to be a happy medium between like just telling you that or telling you that there's going to be a twist and then just doing the twist without any kind of like setup at all. You know, like, yeah. like, I mean, good movies and TV shows do it all the time. Like, you know, twists can hide in plain sight. Like there's a way to, f- I think there's a way to figure that out. But anyway, yeah. uh, not like a huge complaint. Cause I did, I did like the episode overall. I think the character stuff in it is very good. Um, I did feel really bad for Torith too. Like I said, like the other thing I was thinking is like, oh well, she's probably gonna get like executed or something now because of you know because she accidentally yeah, this thing all this happened. like happened on her shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I liked that stuff. I I like the like the morally. It's interesting because like this is the same episode like that. Deseva is like. Yeah, it's much. Things are much more like morally gray than I thought, and it's like this is that that is what this episode is. You know, is like her having to kind of navigate the situation that it, in the Romulans that is like very kind of like sticky, you know? Yeah. But like the antagonist is actually kind of like one of the most sympathetic characters on the thing. Yeah. Like you like her better than you do like, like the person who's helping the hero. And yeah. Yeah. Only other thing I had to say about this one is that I, I really liked the costumes on this one for some reason. Like, I mean, I've seen lots of Romulan uniforms, but like they seemed very like kind of, luxuriant in this one like really poofy mm. especially Torith. like when you first see Torith, she's kind of like kind of like got her legs crossed like sitting in her chair and just like her sleeves are just like huge and just really kind of like it's she's almost like resplendent in these like car- these romulan robes i was really really into it yeah. this time for some reason and then of course like i said uh deceva's crazy 
bulgy yeah. bulgy onesie that he's got is good too. But well, thanks everybody for listening. We come out every other Sunday. Uh, the next episode we're doing is Forget Me Not, which is Discovery season three, episode four. I believe this is our first season three Discovery episode, right? Or how do we do one? Yeah, because I think we did a season two. We did two recently that were not season one. I'm trying to remember if they were both season two or if one of them was season. I thought I thought we've only done one that wasn't season one. We that, did. The last one we did was like the the first time we did one that wasn't season one. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Sorry, my bad. Yep. Yeah. It's our first season three first discovery season. episode. Um, so you can come back and check us out then. In the meantime, you can check out the other shows on the Classical Media Podcast Network. There's. Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's the How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. Or you can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Uh, so that's all we have, though, for you today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.